0: It's hell black, the morning show. You feel me? We here right now, nine in the morning. It ain't gonna drop, it, you know? <laughs> But we here right Shit. now, in nine in the morning, oh, man. Earliest we ever been at it, man. You know, if you all know me, you know I don't really wake up early. Like I could be up early, but yeah. niggas is like a zombie. Honestly, like I really woke up hell early yesterday. I was looking around, nigga, so delirious. I hit my head, damn near gave myself a concussion. That's wild. The morning man. is not for me. It ain't I thrive it. <laughs> in the mornings, bro. Like
1: I realize, even at work, I try to set myself up to where. From, like, 9 to 12 is, like, my most productive time. Maybe, like, 8 to 12, honestly. It depends on how much rest I got the night before. But yeah. in the morning is when I'm, like, my most creative. It's when I'm I'm most driven. Like, after, like, twelve one o'clock, I be doing, like, miscellaneous tasks at work. Like, shit yeah. that don't require my brain. But if I'm trying to be, like, thoughtful, intentional, and
0: creative. It's, like, right now.
1: Yeah. Like, so, you finna shine this up, I, I feel huh? great, bro, honestly. <laughs> I mean, only thing is, you know, y'all can't tell by now we in the the middle of fucking allergy season. Yeah. You might be able to hear running. it in our shit. voices, like, I'm saying, <laughs> my bro. shit like, coughing, so if you hear coughing, man. Allergies are really <laughs> a curse, my nigga. Like, there's been times where I've been depressed from allergies. Like, bro, nothing, everything else in my life has been totally fine, but my nose won't stop running, my throat won't stop itching, my eyes are irritated, sinuses just all fucked up. I really, like,
0: allergies are a fucking curse. Bro, I had a full-blown, like, allergy attack, like... My eyes will not stop itching. I'm just over here itching. I've my shit hella before, red. Bro. It was on 420. I know. You know, I went to like Longs and shit. I'm sure they thought I was high as shit. I'm like, nah, nigga, it's just the allergies, man. My eyes red from that. It ain't even the dope, man. I've been there before, bro. So <laughs> to any of our listeners that have allergies,
1: you know, if you hear the sniffles, if you hear the, the scratching of the throat, it's like what they call that shit a- ASMR What's ASMR <laughs>
0: Hella black ASMR With
1: allergies You hear a nigga scratching his allergies throat Allergies edition just, just look at it like that You hear me sniffing <laughs> Just look at it like that Fuck it
0: man We hear it on hella black episode 41 You feel me If you used to hella black You know what I'm finna say right now Tapping on SoundCloud like us on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. Tap it on iTunes, man. For sure, give us that five-star review. If it ain't five stars, I don't want it. You feel me? Subscribe. Tell your auntie. Tell your cousin. You feel me? Hell Black. Hello, Grassroots. That's how we really spread the Fuck politics that we have. You feel me? Fuck with us. Share it on Instagram. You know, that'll be lit. You feel me? Not even your Instagram post, but, you know, IG story. Tag us at Pie. Give us a follow. You feel me? Just tap in. Spread the word about Hella Black. You know what I'm listen saying, man? Listen to this shit. Use the hashtag Hella Black Fuck Podcast us. as well. So, like, while you listen to this, use that hashtag, hashtag Hella Black Podcast. Be tweeting about it. You feel me? We'll engage with you on Twitter and shit. So, that's one way to tap in with us, too. Use that hashtag.
1: Yeah, we definitely need your help spreading this black, inclusive, political education. All the shit that you see that's getting pumped to the masses. Really just be some black, masculine, and masculine black hotep ass shit. Yeah. We need some shit that's really inclusive and
0: that's what we trying to be on here. We're trying you know? to create this radical platform, you feel yes, me? Bro. So we need the support of the people to really build this platform out. You feel me? We ain't got, you know, no corporate <laughs> no corporate deals really pushing our shit. You know, hell of black. So Yeah man. We need the people's help. For the people, by the people, hello? Yes Lord. Man, man. So we got we got a show coming up, huh? I yeah. heard, I heard through, you yeah. know.
1: About to be lit, bro. Honestly, if you think about, it, it's almost been a a year since we did the live show at Oaklandish, yeah, um, which was super dope. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know, I don't know if we, I don't know how long it's been a goal of ours to do the new parish, but I know we've talked about it, and for it to be coming into fruition, I'm I'm super juiced about that. And for those that don't know, the new parish is like a ve- a pretty like historic, I would say,
0: yeah, music historic. music
1: venue in the um in the Bay Area in downtown Oakland. Their owner recently was in some shit, right? wasn't, bro, like hella racist. I don't know if he's still the owner there. You remember that? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. no, I know what you're talking about. So he used to be a fuck nigga that owned it, Um, but he gone now, I think. I would hope so. (laughs) Damn. I think bro's gone. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty positive. He had to get up out of there. But yeah, the New Paris is just a historical music venue, and we're going to be hosting a live show there on June 9th at 6 p.m. It's a Sunday. Y'all niggas make sure y'all pull up. Of course, we gonna like advertise heavy. And um, it's a free show again. As y'all know, we try to keep shit as free as possible. We ain't trying to. Yeah. Unless you white, we'll be taking donations. <laughs> if you white, we damn near gonna stop you at the door like,
0: nah, bro, you gotta pay something. Whatever yeah. you got in your pockets. That could be a dollar <laughs> or a <laughs> thousand. Uh, whatever's in your pockets, man. Yeah. So, yeah. June 9th, 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah. New Parish. Mark your calendar. You feel me? We're show gonna have a fire it's and whatnot. It's gonna be dumb lit. Yeah. We're gonna have some music and shit too, probably before. You know, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a situation. Might have some paternity, never know. Definitely going to be a lot of paternity in the building. So. So come, you
1: know, build community, Um, engage in some very important discussions, and
0: have a good time in the city of Oakland. Yes, Lord. Straight up. Hella Black, episode 41. Man, what are we talking about? What's our first topic we're going to talk about?
1: I mean, we need to dive into Black Joy.
0: Oh, I almost forgot Black Joy. I don't know when's the last time we recorded it. It's been a couple weeks. I got something for Black Joy, though, for sure. I got some shit, too. You want to go
1: ahead? Yeah, this past Saturday, we celebrated one of my cousin's birthdays, and she had an open bar. It was fire, though. She had, like, two food trucks outside when we first pulled up. I had some fire tacos, and then I went inside and had an open bar. I probably had, like, literally, I probably had, like, eight. Tread margaritas <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, like how we like to do it. With my family, I don't know if like wherever you are and where you're listening, I don't know if y'all got a Costco, right? But Costco got this Kirkland, this Kirkland brand margarita. Like it's not margarita mix, it's already made, it's the pre made margaritas, right? So it already has tequila in there. You feel what I'm saying? And then what we like to do is we like to either mix it with Patron or we like to mix it with Hennessy. So you can get you a Patron margarita or Hennessy margarita. Now, for those that have been following us on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to drink this I gotta go to work after this But this is Patrin. Patrin is when you mix Patron and Hennessy That's
0: why you should watch on YouTube You can see exactly what we talking so about right now So what
1: I like now. to do is I like to mix the Patron and Hennessy And the margarita all together And that's a Patron margarita I had like eight of those bro And It ain't for the faint of heart It's not for the faint It's not even for me shit <laughs> I got. A, I would like to think I got a pretty high tolerance Like if you know me You know that like I wear my alcohol pretty well I can have hella shots And I'm gonna be cool I'm not gonna be belligerent None of that shit. But I don't know. I lost this weekend. Houston on Saturday. I was belligerent. Yeah, I I was, I was and then my cousin also had her baby this weekend. So I went to the to the hospital after the party to go visit the baby and I like was holding the baby. Everything I was good. Then I left for, like 30 minutes to go to the bathroom. They said I never came back. <laughs> and niggas just found me on the hospital floor. <laughs> Passed out drunk. <laughs> Bruh i was actually. I, was, yeah, I wish he was at the hospital. Yeah, you know. know so was was, I wish that they gave me an IV because I woke up the next morning over as fuck. <laughs> you should ask one. Hey, y'all, can I get an IV real quick, man? For real. Bro, I was I was told, but yeah, yeah, having um being able to celebrate my cousin's birthday and then also welcoming a new family member into the world. Congratulations uh, to your family, man. Yeah, those were two two
0: uh, black joyous moments for me. That's what's up. Great time, yeah. That's what's up. That. Yeah, for me, um I went on a ride with my, my cousin's motorcycle club out to uh Calistoga. So that shit was lit, like a hundred niggas on, you know, mostly Harleys and shit. How far is Calistoga but, from like an hour? Uh it's like two hours, two hours ish. Something like that. It's south or north? Uh it's up by Napa. So north. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like wine country and shit, yeah, so, you Yeah, I was about to say, they be having, like, the, the fucking, um, the <laughs> spas and shit up there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been up there, actually. Yeah, so that was hella nice. There was, a, like, a, a black-owned barbecue spot that we went up to up there. Like, it's just a white-ass town, and then you have this black-owned barbecue spot, you feel me? Then you have, like, a hundred niggas pull up on motorcycles <laughs> and shit, like, <laughs> yeah. that shit was lit. It was, like, my first time riding with a big-ass group of people, and it's just all black folks, you feel me, on Harleys and shit, you know, so that shit was, that shit was hella fun. If you know me, you know I'm kind of a nerd over motorcycles especially Harley, So. Yeah, that shit was a good time. And just being with my cousin and shit, being able to catch up with family, you know. Yeah. It's always fun.
1: It's that time of year, bro. The sun's coming out. Oh, yeah. It's Harley
0: season, man. You feel me? You're going to see me rocking. The
1: sun's coming out. I fuck with with summertime. I got a love hate relationship with summertime. Yeah. I like what it represents. For most of us, you know, growing up, it meant, like, no school, right? And also, like, football season was coming. Um, Summer workouts, bro. Yeah. That shit was always... i just don't fuck when it fuck with when it's hella hot like i do not do well in the heat bro Like i get dumbass sweaty and hella uncomfortable yeah. and it like i don't know if anyone else deals with this shit but like, it makes me hella anxious when it gets hella hot because for right. one like sweating is a trigger like a symptom of my anxiety yeah. so i'm like oh like i think naturally my mind is just like oh shit anxiety attack is coming because my right. mind just can't discern between the heat the heat and, and Like, and, like, hella like you feel me? <laughs> um so i just don't fuck with being hella hot but i do like I feel like for me, an ideal situation is like seventy five with a breeze because I do like being able to not have to have on hella layers and have on shorts and shit. And you know, California, that's like a ideal situation. Yeah. But right now, niggas, what nine o'clock and it's seventy five degrees outside.
0: Yeah, I said it was like feeling like West Africa and you West know, Oakland right now, hella hot. And for <laughs> those that don't know, like in West
1: Oakland, like in the like in the hoods of West Oakland, there aren't like hella high rises with the exception of like the Acorn Projects, right? Most there aren't hella tall ass buildings. Yeah. You feel me? So there. Shade it, it, there's no shade. Nigga, you just be walking <laughs> through a fucking desert and it's
0: blazing, nigga. So I'm about to walk through this shit after I leave here and I'm not looking for You're it. You damn near bro. walking through a food desert if we're talking about environmental racism. Bro. <laughs> you know, that shit hot. Hella hot. And these buildings, most of these buildings don't have no AC out here. Like, nigga, yeah. it's not common to find a house in the
1: Bay Area with air with air conditioning. I don't yeah. think I've ever, maybe unless you like Antioch. Yeah. A few on this side. Of the tunnel, yeah. If it's so, I ain't gonna find shit. they will be having. West they, they had AC in Concord? Yeah, could yeah. be getting a hundred degrees. I'm saying the town is yeah. very rare. You are gonna find a spot with
0: a house with air conditioning? Yeah. I, I I never seen it. I don't know my office finna be hell hot because we ain't have no AC and it's like a metal top building, bro. My building got that, that, that air conditioning. Oh, it'd,
1: be, it'd be nice up in that motherfucker. Yeah, you got that. Man.
0: that that money over there. But um, yeah, episode forty one. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get into let's get it. To it. I,
1: I think for our first, um, our first segment or whatever you want to call it, like we sh- definitely want to provide like a um, a content and a trigger warning yeah.
0: that we will be talking about suicide.
1: Uh, so yeah, if you wanna
0: violence against LGBTQ
1: folks as yeah, well. So f- just putting that out there. So if you wanna fast forward through this part, or if you feel the need to like, you got what you needed from this episode. We definitely understand. Um, but we know we want to start things off by sending condolences to the family. And everyone that was affected by the death of—I um, want to make sure I'm pronouncing their name right. It's I hope. It's I think it's Nigel Shelby, mm-hmm. um, who was a 15-year-old um, queer person who passed away by suicide. I want to within the last few days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just definitely want to send our condolences out to them. And I feel like I don't know. This is like as I was doing like reading on his on, on their situation and just reading around like suicide rates among. LGBTQ youth, like this is starting to really become like damn near, like it's starting to become like an epidemic, bro. And,
0: and it you, probably has been an epidemic for, for a so long. Time. It's, it's just like now it's just finally to com- Yeah, you know, like, media publicity around it, yeah. you know, because a lot of like, I feel like queer folks are really advocating. You feel they've me? Always they always have. Yeah, they always like been talking about it. Yeah. Now with, I feel like, social media. So, you yeah, know what I'm saying? There's big, a bigger, uh, yeah, right, bigger platform.
1: Yeah, and, I, and also, like, as we even dive into this topic, you know, one, to acknowledge that we're not trying to speak for LGBTQ folks. I think mostly as as us trying to be allies is us trying to like take that
0: responsibility and that labor off of yeah. them to even have to address. Yeah, and to use some of kind our, of shit. our yeah. privilege as well in the, the platform that we have to uplift. Yeah. You know, these conversations that are happening, but you know, if we wrong, you feel me, tap in with us. We trying to do our best, you feel me? So if we wrong, tap in with us and let us know how we can uh, become better allies, you feel me? Um so we just wanted to say that before we got really into this topic Yeah, i I as I was reading bro like some of the first
1: thing that came into my mind was just I don't know when you think about when I think about like bullying right and I don't know if it's if if their bullying looks like physical shit, but I, I know mostly it was in like the articles and the pieces that I read they were saying something about like just like the verbal shit bro, and I know we've talked about this before on the, on the podcast and just being like I think when you see a lot of like homophobic shit motherfuckers be like, it's just my opinion. um, And not really understanding, like, yo, like, words manifest. And people
0: just saying, oh, this is just a word. Yeah, you That's know what I'm saying? Like, nah. It's
1: just like, yeah, it's like you see how words can manifest into, like... Violence. Violence, right? Because, like, bullying somebody, whether it's verbal or physical, is an act of violence, my nigga. So Facts. whether you, like, just using your words or voicing your opinion onto someone in the form of bullying, that shit is violence, bro. Right. And now... No, this, bro. It's 15 years old, bro. This 15 year old boy has passed as a result of being bullied all because he was queer, bro. Right. And you know this is nothing but like at, at the root of it is bigotry, right? And when you think about the history of bigotry in this country, it's, it amazes me how, like, black folks, how we we say we want to be so far away from our white oppressor, but if we look at like how much we how much we emulate them, bro, it amazes me how someone could understand like it's never a worry when, when white folks say a nigga right. or when non-black folks say a nigga. It's never just a word there or, or an opinion then. Right. But when it comes to homophobia and transphobia or any anti-LGBTQ-like
0: rhetoric, it's, it's just an opinion. Oh, it's just an opinion. It's just a word. When we know these words, what do we have meanings, right? And words are violent. Words can be violent. You feel me? And I think a lot of times people are like, oh, it's just words. And really looking at how these words and how these quote-unquote opinions, they're not opinions in my opinion. It's hatred. It, it, it ain't even you know. People want to take oh, this is my opinion. You know, it's like we're supposed to have opinions. Like nah, yo, your, your opinion is actually just think, hatred, yeah. and that's also and it's a good, hatred of our yeah. own community. So it's like, and sometimes these people try to be so pro black too. You feel me? It's like you can't be pro black and have a hatred towards queer people. Like that's not liberation. You just want a straight liberation. You feel me? You just want your own. You just don't want to be called a damn word. Yeah, and like what picking what I mean?
1: and choosing which black folks are. Are valuable Or Yeah Deserve Whose liberation, liberation? Our, Yeah, yeah. Who, Picking or choosing Which black folks Deserve liberation
0: Based on Certain qualifications That's some white That's some, that's white, some shit. white shit That is a white supremacist right. Tactic my nigga If we're being honest A lot of black people Weaponize White supremacist ideology And use it But Say oh we want to end This white supremacist Some motherfuckers
1: Do it consciously yeah. You know what I'm saying Some folks actually Are just like ignorant To the I don't say ignorant Like a I don't Like you know any like, I don't say it maliciously, I say like some folks are actually ignorant, to, like not understanding the many ways that white supremacy mm-hmm. can like surface itself, right? But yeah, bro, the shit is, it's really nuts just how, mm-hmm. how much we
0: actually weaponize white supremacy as black folks, right? Whether
1: consciously or subconsciously.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is a you know, homophobia and transphobia, this is a public health problem, like we was just talking about a little bit earlier, like, where do we bullying is. You know, we look at mental health, right? Like, it creates mental health conditions. You feel me? And then, you know, most suicides as a result, you know, of mental health, right? Of Like, and how bullying created a mental health condition. Yeah, So facts. this is also a part of, like, you know, a part of, like, medical racism in a sense, right? Or, like, um, I don't know, medical, homo- you know, like how homophobia is creating a medical condition. You know, this is, like, a public health Scary, in my opinion, right?
1: Bro, I was... In one of the articles that I read on NBC, they were saying, like, youth 12 to 14 years old who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender are more likely to die by suicide than their heterosexual peers. Another article that I read, it was saying, like, twice as likely. Twice as likely, bro. And
0: when I I think about, like... And that's probably underreported, too, if you think about the stigma of even just talking about that, right? Hell yeah. You know, For sure, like,
1: these are, like, folks that we identify, openly identify as, right. right? Like think about how many folks die in secret, for mm-hmm. feel me, as uh, identifying as one of, as one of the um, demographics we just named. And I think about like the queer youth that I engage with at the middle schools and high schools, bro, I couldn't imagine, bro. And then I'm also thinking like, damn, what am I doing to engage with them? You feel me, on campus, like make a, you feel me, you okay? You know what I'm saying? Like just checking in with them and it's just, I don't know, you think, I, I seen the take the other day, and I don't even, yeah, I seen the take the other day um, Cause it was somebody Was saying some like Super homophobic shit Around Dwayne Wade And Gabrielle Union son um, And they were saying Just like bro We got bigots Raising bigots And I'm just like Bro Like It's true We got We just Just repeating the cycles bro And it's so fucking sad To know like Queer youth Trans youth Are gonna fall Are falling victim To this shit bro mm-hmm. To this violence bro Like
0: Motherfuckers is kids bro yeah. Kids bro like Fucking kids Childhoods Being stolen You know so it's of like bigotry. this case should be treated the same way as Tamir Rice, right? But because he queer, but because not, he's queer and he's not gonna, he not gonna reach the life. masses. This is like right. when I, well, even when I look at the folks who are talking about this on my timeline,
1: it's because I choose. To, like I'm actively following queer folks. I'm right. actively following LGBTQ folks to get this information so that I can be a better al- ally. You right. got to think about how many people is not getting access to this information. Because if you think
0: about it, it's like a echo chamber in some way. Like people, a lot of straight folks ain't talking about this shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, literally it's because we follow queer people that we're aware of this. You know? And if it was a 15 year old you know, black boy murdered by a white cop you know, it would be on headlines everywhere. You know, so I think it's important that we we treat this the same. You know? Like, we talk about it the same. You know, it's not, we don't treat it the same but like, amplify it the same. You know? We have to talk about the different structures of oppression that led to the um, led to this death Right Systems of homophobia Systems of You know um, Violence You know So it's the, inter, the intersection of fucking violence You feel me That's why when we talk about intersectionality We say all of us or none of us yeah. You feel me It's like What are we this Matrix of oppression You feel me this multi, How multiple systems of oppression You know Work together yeah. To oppress So like He wasn't killed just because he was black He was killed because he's black And queer Yeah You feel me So Cause you
1: gotta think He also dealing with the bullshit of being black
0: Right <laughs> then you throw being queer on you add being queer on top of it, my right. nigga. I'm just that's those two forms of oppression working at once. Yeah, it right. just
1: I just been trying to figure out how can we get motherfuckers to connect the dots and understand that when you would choose to engage in anti-LGBTQ shit, like you are how, being anti-black. Yeah, so that's the first. Thing, you know what I'm saying? And like, like you are perpetuating white supremacy. Like getting folks to understand that, like, yo, bro, what are you? You're doing. You're picking and choosing who gets who gets to to have liberation who gets to have freedom who gets to have power mm-hmm. who gets to be treated who's even mourned
0: if you think who's worthy of brother, humanity right.
1: based on if they fit this this standard that is some white shit bro white folks say oh you're you're black you are a slave you're black you get treated this way we're saying oh you're queer you get treated this way you're trans you get treated this way that is a white supremacist state of th- state of thinking bro yeah yeah and I just don't get why people can't understand that, bro. Is it just like motherfuckers don't want to understand it? And if you're going like, we just have to understand it. Like, bro, there is no, there's no liberation. There is no black power without black LGBTQ folks, bro. If your shit don't include them, that is not liberation. That is not black power, bro. That's not – that is selective black power. It's not inclusive. That's not all-encompassing black power,
0: bro. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of black people who have a white supremacist agenda. At the end of the day So I think that's why It's important To have Political education But also I think Some people Some people stuck in their ways Too
1: You know And I know we talk I remember somebody Asked us at LMU Like so when do we choose To stop engaging With motherfuckers And treating them Like the enemy Cause I know white yeah. folks We're not gonna sit up here Spending all this time Talking to the motherfucker You're not gonna spend All that time You get that nigga That's an op yeah. And you treat an op Accordingly You feel me Right So like at what point And that also makes me think Like I don't, I don't wanna be On no black pessimist shit But like okay Like what is the like what are the real? Like, yeah, like what are the real odds of this shit? We still dealing yeah. with this same. I don't even know if that's our, yeah. shit.
0: The same as. I think we don't even have at least for us. Like that ain't even our decision to decide when the point is. You feel me? I feel like as yeah. two black straight men. Yeah, I'm me? not, I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking like directly for us. But I'm just yeah. like, at what point at what do what like point do you?
1: Yeah, like do my fuckers really have to? You know, look at it like okay, these niggas are the enemy, bro. Yeah. And then you see, well, I know we see it because again we follow. LGBTQ folks Like They have no faith In cishead folks Yeah You know there's a f- Like why would they Look how we engage with them They have no faith And I'm like I fucking get it Right I really do bro This shit is, is sickening bro 15 years old bro Yeah
0: 15. I think that's why It's our job too, you know To take on this responsibility Of educating people too You feel me Cause I think sometimes People will listen to us Like, I feel like a black queer person can say it a hell of times, but then, you know, a black straight person say it, oh, okay, let me think about that, you know, especially for- that's how privilege works. Yeah. So I think that's that's one goal we're trying to do, you know, is is use our privilege and really speak up and educate folks about, you know, homophobia, transphobia, you know, in the black community. Because if we want a revolution, the revolution ain't going to be with just black straight people. The revolution is all black people. You feel me? Poor, queer, disabled, you feel me? Sex workers. Like, it's a revolution about all of us. Otherwise, it ain't a revolution at all. It's just recreating a system of oppression. Recreating these toxic structures that we say we hate, but then we want to recreate it ourselves in the guise of liberation. You feel me?
1: So. Uh, Again, just sending my condolences to everyone that's been affected by Nigel's loss. This shit is heartbreaking for real, bro. Yeah. It's really fucking heartbreaking.
0: Like our black youth don't have the chance to fucking grow up, man. Black queer youth, you feel me? Like
1: this shit's coming from like they just being like thrown around in hate, bro. It's coming from everywhere. It's coming from their own people. It's coming from motherfuckers that don't look like them. It's just such a layered experience, bro. And it's just like, cool. It's such a heavy experience, bro. Oh my shit! Not picking up my bag. Yeah. It's, it's such a heavy experience, bro. It fucking sucks, bro I'm really lost for worries And my heart is like Fucking breaking mm-hmm. Shit hella sad, bro And it's Nothing but straight bigotry And white supremacist bullshit, bro That's all it is
0: Yeah Well, we for sure you know, Sending love to all black queer folks You feel me And we gonna try and do our part In, in educating people You know and, and really trying to check that shit Check the homophobia Check the queerphobia Check the transphobia You feel me um, So that's one thing I know, I know we want to commit to you. Feel me? Yeah. And and just like trying to continue to be better allies. Yeah, because we know we ain't perfect either. So if we if we did mess up on this part, you feel me? Let we'll us know and we please check we'll try I'm like, try and improve. You feel me? My um, first
1: can vouch. I've been held accountable multiple times. I'm I'm ready for it.
0: Like I think that's what comes with being an ally,
1: bro. You got ready to just be admit yeah. that when you was wrong, when you fucked up, when you spoke out of turn, whatever the situation may be. Like you got to remove your ego when you're trying to support people, and uplift motherfuckers So. People listening um, Feel free to put us up on game And
0: rest in peace to Nigel Yeah So recently you was over at the uh, Alameda County Courthouse Yeah I remember we was texting about it a little bit
1: Bro it was It was wild So I've been to like courthouses before right I've been to that same one It's the one over by the lake Mm -hmm. Yeah Um, Renee. Yeah so I was pulling up there for For one of my cousin's probation hearings they got him on some bullshit, bro, but I was pulling up there, and, you know, as as the court system works, like, for one, I was in there thinking, like, okay, boom, I, well, this nigga got a good-ass lawyer, because he can afford one, right, and then he has people like myself and his mom that can that can afford to miss a couple hours from work and pull up on this nigga, you know what I'm saying, to be, to be so he just Show, had this support, big-ass support. system of support, right? Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed when I walked in there was, like, okay, I'm thinking, like, think about how many motherfuckers... Don't have the support system, don't have access to a lawyer. That's, like, the first thing I'm, like, kind of thoughts that's going through my head. Then I walk into the fucking courtroom, and, you know, it's it's all black folks. Essentially, that are like, the ones that are, like, going through this, this probation hearing. And, you know, of course, um, some Hispanic folks. And I don't know. It, it was just wild to see the way they was engaging with these people, bro. Like, it was fucking wild. And, of course, like, you know, I, I've read so much on all this, like, the prison system Like I, I I know A lot about this shit But Reading some shit And experiences, Two different it, things And especially It's been so long Since I've been in Like in a courtroom Like it's been like Three four years Since I had to go Support somebody right um, Bro it was It was fucking nuts It was It was so much going on One of the things that, that definitely stuck out To me was The ways in which Like the probation officers And the judges Were engaging With um, I'm not about to call them Inmates I don't know what the word I'm looking for with the niggas that was on trial I guess whatever Like just the way they was, they was engaging with him bro And there was one particular case that really just had me Fucked up bro it was this 18 year old nigga like bro Was like fresh 18 right They reading this nigga they reading the nigga case And he had a He had a he violated his probation because he missed one of his His, his appointments with his PO right with his probation officer and the reason why he missed it Is because he had a job He had a drug job testing interview. Nah he already had a job interview earlier Cause like a part of this nigga's probation was that he had to have a job you feel what I'm saying? Like you have to be on. If you don't have a job, nigga, we gonna send you back. So boom, he got a job. He had to get drug tested for the job, but his drug testing fell on the same day as his check-in with his PO. I think me, I would have chose a job to I would have went, went to the drug testing. Like nigga, I'm. I gotta have this job to go to, to not to to stay out of jail. So boom, yeah. he went to get the like drug test. My testing. PO
0: gonna understand. I need to stay out of jail. That's so your that's thought your... process,
1: right? For one, you're 18 year old kid. Like yeah. let's not let's not forget that you're 18 year old kid. And I hate the way like. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were just like, Oh, well, he should have checked in with the probation or and I'm like, nigga, come on, bro. Like, and then when you, you hear this nigga's story, you, you gonna realize sh- like just how yeah. much this nigga bro got going on. So boom, he go get the drug test or whatever, and he misses he checks him with his PO, like, hey, I'm sorry, I have to go take the drug test for the job, da da. Boom. Like he checked in with her afterwards. Um Then they end up doing a full background check on the nigga. You feel me? He probably lied on his on his application. I would have too being an 18 year old nigga trying to navigate this shit like no I need a, a job, job. I'm going to lie and just hope for the best. Who wouldn't have done that? Who wouldn't have done that, bro? They do the full background check on a nigga. Cause of his record, he lose the job. So now he gotta go to his next court date with no job and you miss the shit and just hoping. You wish on a fucking star that the judge understand. And the it's not it's not always your PO that um that that determines like how much time you get, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if they're gonna arrest you or not on the spot. So they reading in the case that his 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 public defender is like telling the judge like, okay, so in the process of this, like his mom just like packed up and moved all that shit to Stockton. You feel what I'm saying? So this nigga was trying to figure out how to get from Stockton back over here. Probably experiencing some form of homelessness too at the same time. Period. You feel me? Like nigga, your probation is in Alameda County, you trying to go to Stockton, all this shit, right? So For those of you who aren't from out here, that's pretty far. It's it's exactly. an hour twenty minutes, you feel me? If you have a car. If you have a car. I don't know how to get to the Stockton. No I don't know how to get to the Stockton on public transportation. I don't. Mind you, this nigga doesn't have a job. And his mom is apparently just packing her shit up and moving. Like, bro, is in betwe- he's in transition. He's in between housing. He's in between jobs. You feel what I'm saying? He got all. And on top of that, he's 18 years old, bro. When I was 18 years old, my mom was still making all my decisions, my nigga. His mom wasn't at his court date, so I have no choice but to assume. You feel me? Like, right. they're not really rocking like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nigga, imagine being 18 trying to navigate. The prison system And with all this And then they're reading All this shit out Like all this jargon bro That I'm not even comprehending It was just bro It just Make a long story short They ended up arresting a nigga Violating you know, a probation He public got a, defender p- who's a public de- Luckily, like, It looked like his public defender Was going hard for him But like yeah. that wasn't the theme Of the public defenders in there Right It was like One nigga was like Yo I will not let this man represent me He has not met with me Since the first day I've been sent in here he has not even. I don't feel comfortable with him leading my case. Like, period, point in blank. I've been down for sixty days. I ain't met with this nigga but one time, and it was the day I got sent to this motherfucker. So, like, the theme of the public defenders was just like niggas being, like, they. I, you know, I, you know, public defenders. Like, I think you come in with this mindset of like, oh, I'm gonna change the system, da da da. You know, and then you you get jaded or you get worn out.
0: You feel what I'm saying? Any so, public defenders' office compared to DA's office are under resourced, and understaffed. You don't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. And that's that was the theme. And some of, of these public defenders are former DAs. <laughs>
1: Bro, when the when the when the little nigga got arrested, when the the probation officer, so from the the person from the probation from the probation office was like, um, yeah, I recommend he detained until his next court date. Court date is like sixty days or whatever, right? Sixty days away. She just like didn't even look at the name. She's like, Yeah, I recommend sixty days, da da, da boom, and just wrote it off. And it was like stretching, and then she was like smiling, like giving niggas time, bro, just smiling. I'm just like The judge. I can't even say what I want to hear, how yeah. I was feeling like. Not the judge, the pro like, so the judge ask for a recommendation from like the someone PO. from the probation office. Yeah. Not the not not your not exact the, PO, either. but someone from the probation office. Not even the motherfucker you've been working close with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just someone from the office gets to determine. It was it was wild. But like the thing, like you said, the theme the, for me, the overall theme of it was like these niggas don't stand a chance. There's so many things going against you. And then let's say you do get released. Let's say they say like, alright, you good. You gotta pay a fine. You gotta pay a court fee. Bruh, It was like niggas were getting released in five thousand dollars worth of debt. Like you just you leave, you get
0: released, but now you 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 owe five thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, in the whole form of financial slavery now. And you already just fresh out. How you supposed to get a job? How you
1: supposed to get a job? Because we just seen the theme of it is niggas getting denied jobs from after they get full background checks. Bro, it was. I was in there. I was in there furious, bro. I was hot. Yeah. And it was just you could just see. The lack of like humanity for the motherfuckers, you know, like as soon as you put on your blues, your oranges, your reds, whatever you, whatever they put you in, bro, it's like you are just they, like they just associate that you just a docket number. They associate that uniform,
0: like that determines how they're gonna treat you, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's it's even like the psychological, you know, if you think about the psychological shit of it, right? You know, if niggas get like cases, usually they get chance to like put a suit on or some shit like that. But you having people coming in and straight, you feel me? jail <laughs> you know like that that affects the way people are going to treat you for sure you feel me it was it was it was nuts
1: bro they just had me so frustrated bro and i felt like nigga i felt defeated and, that's, and i got that, to leave that motherfucker and go home afterwards i felt defeated like man, bro i remember going, going to cigars, work that shit is happening every single day it's happening. happening right, it's right now it's it's every now. day that's the recording. process that i went through and yeah. nigga i was only there for the morning session yeah. after they take lunch they're still and i was just probation Disprobation We ain't talking about niggas fighting cases We just talking about niggas with violations That was just straight violations All violations Then there was one case where a nigga I think the nigga had already did 60 days or He had he already, he already been in there for a little bit right And then nigga The arresting officers Were on vacation out the country So they pushed this nigga date His next hearing 60 days again So he just sitting in jail Cause the niggas, on, cause the niggas who arrest even, you is on vacation Can't even bail out shit bro I'm, it, it had me so hot bro so fucking
0: hot to just see how they was just doing niggas bro and that's all i mean it's at the foundation that that's capitalism <laughs> literally like okay the cop is on vacation so we gonna send you back to jail mm-hmm. where you feel me you're gonna you be, be doing, doing this, all this labor you're gonna do all this labor while the pig who arrested you is out you know on a beach Sipping a mimosa It's up the, like, the country, my nigga. Like, you know these niggas, South America, somewhere, Europe, you feel me? It was wild though when you just see,
1: like, all the money that's being circulated. Like, boom, all right, nigga. You, either you going back to jail and doing this free labor or you coming out and you got to pay all these fines. It's just like, you just, or, boom, nigga, on top of that, you feel me? In, my, in our situation, had to pay the nigga $5,000 to represent him. 5000 that's five bands, gone. And then you also got to pay a court fee. Right. You feel me? It's, probably
0: it's just thinking about it's how old. much money they made in that. It's a plantation. I mean, and and that's the foundation of this country. Like, literally, the foundation of this economic system in this country is slavery, bro. Slavery. And (laughs) we know that the 13th Amendment still legalizes slavery, and it's 2019, and this form of economic slavery and incarceration is still existing. And it's thriving. It ain't even, and it's legalized, it's institutionalized. You know, so when we talk about institutional systems of oppression, nigga, prison. It's a, it's a prison plantation Think about how many Overpopulated prisons We got too nigga Especially oh. Alameda County nigga Like they have two jails For Alameda County Like <laughs> Right here in downtown With Glendire mm-hmm. and, and then you got Rita. Rita And Rita all the way out In Dublin too So now also If you think about it Like a lot of the cases Apparently this, they're moving Over to Dublin And the most of the people You feel me Who are in Rita Are probably from out here You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So it's like Even thinking about Court support Like okay It's gonna be hard To get to Dublin you know what I mean? Like you have to have court in fucking Dublin, and not in Oakland, and just think about what that's what that's doing to people too. You yeah, know, imagine know like imagine families, you hitting the stand you know? and you like
1: ain't got nobody there, but it's like nigga I couldn't be there. Yeah, you feel me? Like literally, it's like I couldn't be there. Literally, couldn't be there. I'm just like, bro. And I don't, I don't know, man. You know, we talk a lot about like prison abolishment. um, and I don't know what what. Comes in replacement of prisons But we gotta understand That like The system in which prison Was rooted in bro We know like Nigga this is This is just another form of For folks to navigate And legalize slavery So we gotta mm-hmm. figure Something else out That ain't cool bro 18 year old kid my nigga 18 year old Damn Just down, Trying to navigate This world by himself That's essentially What a nigga
0: was doing And that's a cycle You know so it's like Alright you get out Then alright you trying To get a job But then you can't get a job You 20 with a record Nineteen with a record, and you in debt, Don't. and you trying to probably just find a way to eat too. If you are, you feel me, you ain't got no housing. Like what is that? It, like this, how prison creates this cycle, you know, and it's purposeful. This ain't by accident. This is all by design. Oh, 100%. so when we talk about getting rid of prisons, this is what we mean. You feel me? This this system is not working. This system is rooted in slavery, you know. So when we actually think about what exists next I think that's important When we talk about abolition Like This shit is not Keeping us safe That's a fact You feel me It ain't doing nothing But funding This white supremacist system And funding our oppression So I don't think I have All the answers To what's next Nigga I have no, <laughs> you know I don't mean? bro But I just know That this shit ain't it And so let's get rid Of this shit And I guarantee you Society will be A safer and better place You know But I think it's also Abolition is about how How do we Think about why it's punishment. We just walk walk somebody away, and not actually deal with the root problem. Because I used to say it's, they used to like advocate for like rehabilitation, right? But like that's what they've always said. Not rehabilitation. But prison ain't about rehabilitating. It's about reincarcerating. If you lucky re- enough to you feel me. Like, yeah, if you are lucky it, enough to have a,
1: to have a system where you got money on your books at all times, where you can work. If you if you able to have I guess the, like quote unquote ideal prison situation to where you can actively take on take on the responsibility of rehabilitating yourself, that's not the but that's not the that's not the norm. Right. In prison. That's not the norm, bro. And we had I
0: mean, we're not even talking about the way like you're getting treated by the COs in there. And most people don't come out rehabilitated, you feel me? It's like most, you know, if you don't go into prison with a mental health condition, you're likely to come out with a mental health condition. You feel me? So if, if we're being honest, a lot of these people coming in also do have mental health issues. So it's like we're, you know, we're talking about public health, like what do we Prison is creating a fucking public health epidemic. You know what I'm saying? Like looking at these different epidemics that are going on in the in the black community. Like this is really creating a fucking epidemic. It is an epidemic. You know what I'm saying? It's a crisis that most of these people are getting coming out with mental health issues. You feel me? Imagine if you were solitary for fucking five years and you're just supposed to go out and niggas be on twenty three and
1: one the whole time they down. Twenty three hours in solitary confinement, one hour rec time for years. Niggas be doing 23-in-1. And, one. and bro, are you supposed loser, to just bro. be a part of society after that? You couldn't that? sit in this motherfucker for 23 hours with all your amenities. Right. Nigga. <laughs> with the ability to get up and, and navigate this space yeah. whenever you want to. You can do 23-in-1 You, you and one start in going, here. I
0: mean, you start going.
1: <laughs> you, 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 you couldn't do that in here, bro. Hell no. Come on. The it's fuck niggas fuck doing you? that in six by six sales, bro. If they lucky.
0: Hour of rec time? Bro, And we'll I just that. literally. And you might not even go outside for rec time? Come
1: on. I really do think that motherfuckers should, like, figure out ways to experience this system, bro. Like, whether that's going to court hearings, whether that's visiting prisons. Like, is this some shit that you can only understand if you experience it, bro. Yeah. Like, it's something that reading and watching TV and movies... You can
0: read about it all you want,
1: but... But until you see a motherfucker first coming hand. in your shackles, bro, and you see, like, and you see... Well, for me, it was like, I saw so much of myself in these niggas, bro. Yeah. Like, so much of myself. Like, when you really been able to navigate this this... This this country as a poor black person, bro. You see, uh, you, like you sh- could have been me, bro, Type shit, easily, bro, easily, bro. And that's why this shit hitting so hard for a nigga, because you see, when you see yourself in, in, in oppressive situations, and you' get able to like empathize with that shit, I'm telling it hits so much harder, bro.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it hit. That shit it had me like sick, bro. I was fucked up when I was at work, and then I went to my job. You feel me? Where I'm walking in, and there's white people just you feel me navigating, they they having their day, being white. yeah they just mad because the coffee dispenser ain't working and i'm just in this motherfucker like y'all niggas have no idea where i just left i'm pissed right now and even me privileged for me i got a job in an office in a space and i'm i could leave i left that building with my freedom bro or whatever you know freedom look like in this motherfucker but yeah i wasn't in shackles bro yeah just had me mad mad fucked up bro i'm just got me thinking like what ways i can get involved on that hype and it's just Man, it's wild when you think about it, right? Like when as you start navigating this shit, like learning more, it's like you try to think about all these ways you can get involved—education, fucking the prison system, like all these ways in which we are being oppressed. And then you think about how, like, nigga, the, the possibility we trying to work in like um in housing. You feel me? It's like nigga, it's just so spreading many. yourself, fucking
0: thin, bro. It's so fucking ignorance, really. And is then we bliss. have we have capitalism too. Like it's like all right, you got to work a nine to five. You feel me? So it really limits. In a lot of ways, your organizing capability. And we live in the Bay Area. Because, like, the reason why I could do this organizing is because I know where my food is coming from each day. I know I got shelter. You yeah. feel me? And it's sometimes it's even a privilege to be able to organize, which I think sometimes isn't really discussed. It's like, nah, nigga, we we privileged to be able to do this work in itself. Period. To have the time, you know, to set aside to do this work. A lot of people don't have that privilege. Exactly. They, what does it look like know? when you... when? What does organizing look like for somebody when they out here trying to survive? And that's why it's so important, I feel like, that we do, you know, we was talking about in this PBS article, really building from the ground up. You feel me? So I was like, actually, we have to build from the ground up and build programs so that people can actually just first live. Can't talk about organizing if niggas ain't living. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like, if niggas is hungry. Nigga ain't worried about fucking, you know... A Black Lives Matter protest, And when they think about That light bill You feel me or like being able to go out To a protest Yeah Or being able to organize When shit you're trying to Put food on your table For your family You feel me So I think that's why It's important really To build from the ground up When we talk about Liberation we talk about Organizing and it can't Just come from the top down You feel What's me on, man, bro? Like so many people Just think like Oh It's gonna They have this talented te- Tenth ass ideology From Du Bois Oh it's gonna take The talented tenth of black people, you know what I'm saying? Of the, the most privileged black people to come back. It's like, nah, bro. it's really the bottom up. The Bois didn't even fuck with that. And he created that ideology. You mm-hmm. feel me? He's like, nah, I don't fuck with that talented 10th elitist ass shit. That college type shit. Nah, that shit ain't going to work. He didn't even believe in it himself when he died. Yeah. Man. You feel me? So I think it's really about being from the ground up. You feel me? Being really in the field with your politics. Nigga, if you ain't around people experiencing the most oppression, Yo, organizing is elite. And, if and it you, ain't revolutionary. You facts. feel me? You're just recreating a system. It's just like we were talking about. you just engaging in a white system of thought and practice. You know what motherfuckers like us could do a better job of is looking out for... I
1: mean, like, we're still local organizers, right? But I think you and I are doing... Like, we we ain't well off. But, like, you know, we've created situations where we, like Like I said, we know where our food's coming from. We know we're going to have stable housing, right? Yeah. Uh, I think... Organizers in, this, in, a, in a place of privilege like ourselves can do a better job of fucking, like taking care of the local organizer, bro. Like you see all these like motherfuckers that are like getting all the glory for the for the organizing on like via social media, like right. writing all the books are going on these talk shows and shit. But it's like, what are you doing for the people that are like extremely grassroots? On the ground. Because I remember I was in Dude. Ferguson, right, and I seen I seen um, an uh, organizer out there like crowdfunding to be able to keep her car. I'm like, yo, this is somebody who was front line. Like, you see all the pictures. You all are like, they were a front line. I can, I can't remember their name, um, but like, p- people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these are the motherfuckers who are actually on the ground doing the work. So, like, how can organizers who have been able to find success in this capital financial stability in this capitalist society? Like, how are you looking are out taking care of, of the other organizers? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? No, for real. Like, who, two of the motherfuckers out here? They in our spaces. You know what I'm saying? Like, with the people that come volunteer, People's Breakfast Oakland. Like, how are we taking care of these motherfuckers who, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Who going through it Like that's something that Organizers If you consider yourself an Organizer or a community person You know what I'm saying That's something that about You gotta be thinking about Like of,
0: bro. Capacity of to organize You if know If you do talking have a socialist politic You yeah. feel me
1: Like if you were talking about an Equitable Creating an
0: equitable economy Like you gotta yeah. be on that shit So I think we gotta start Doing more uh, I felt when we first started People's breakfast We always was like Go out and eat after You yeah. know And we try to cover that you But it's so like, like do doing that things, But on a grander like scale that. Like boom yeah. Like
1: making sure You feel me Like yo You straight this month like you feel yeah. me, like you good you need something like doing that on and like you know making that a part of like if you're gonna be on fucking with this shit that's what you got to be on yeah and you, you see all the time i like, think about the niggas like deray going on book tours like nigga what are you doing for the for the local activists we know sean king ain't doing shit mm-hmm. but like like niggas yeah. like that right like y'all niggas are getting paid to go on all these talk shows host you writing all these books like nigga what are you doing bro for the local organizer that's trying to figure out the fuck they gonna eat yeah. That's trying to navigate being a parent and organizing and
0: leading that community Especially like a lot of like, I feel like young organizers when you're just getting into it Sometimes you just sacrifice it all You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like alright you sacrificing school, you missing classes Your graduation date got pushed back You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing I really try to talk with When I'm talking to younger organizers is like Bruh, make sure you're taking care of yourself too You feel me? Because if you ain't taking care of yourself first Bruh, it, it's gonna be it hard to continue long. to organize like this out. shit this shit organizing really a marathon, you feel me? It's about really having to take care it's of yourself. It's lifelong work. It's you know, a revolution isn't just a fucking <laughs> you know, snap the fingers and all of a sudden this shit is gone. Like it's it's a process. It's a day to day process, you feel me? And part of that is you gotta take care of yourself. You know, so if you're a young black organizer listening this, make sure you, you know, you're taking care of yourself, you feel me? Um, and whatever that looks like for you. That's that's one of my biggest advices, you feel me? As Thanks. a nigga who like was doing some help with student activism, nigga, like I was not taking care of myself at all. I was just worried about the movement. I'm like, uh, eh, that shit only can last for so long. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> also I think of so many of us when we first get into activism and
1: shit, the organizing, community work, you kinda I think that's like a result of like the savior complex. It's like you you put so much of this burden onto yourself to get this work done and you I think as you get older and you realize like, yo, my nigga, I could do everything in the world, but I still I can't liberate people by myself. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't I can't do it by myself. So I think as you get a better understanding of that, then it's like, all right, me missing this so one media, meeting ain't going to hurt because I got a community of
0: folks right. that's stepping up, you know. And that's why it's important to build leadership across organizing. You know, it isn't just one person, you feel me? Yeah. And I think sometimes people tend to put it on one person or say, oh, it's just one person. It's like, nah, bro, we really have to have a leader full movement. You feel me? It ain't just one person. You feel me? It's never been one person. I think that's kind of just the way white supremacy wants to frame the history. Is like, oh, it was just this one person, this one person, this one person. If we take out these few people, then all right, the movement is done. Yeah, and that's but why, in reality, yeah. it was a it was a group of people organizing. You feel me? It wasn't just MLK. You feel me? It wasn't just Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. Right? <laughs> there was hundreds, you know, thousands of people organizing to make sure that the free breakfast program happened. It wasn't, you know, what I'm saying. Like yep, so, big facts. I think we have to also look at. Look at it like that And also dispel those people Who was trying to make it About themselves When it's really not About themselves Anybody
1: that's centering Themselves and the work They do like I do this I do that And that's why I try to be so conscious Of the way like I talk about the work That we do uh, Like making sure That we You know Boast our volunteers And put them at Like yo like all right, It might have been Our idea To start doing it But this shit
0: Would have never worked If it wasn't for We would not still Be going on (laughs) If it wasn't for Nigga Yo auntie
1: My mom My auntie all of the volunteers This shit would not be going on If it wasn't for them Like we would have been I don't know how We would have lasted A couple of months maybe
0: Yeah I mean even Shit if we think about the, You know Just people who Just with well, us money You feel me It's a All the all the areas of support In which we have right Like yeah. nigga this shit Would not shit, be happening even, Without them The podcast Some of the gear we have Without like, you feel yeah, me Like, like, like exactly That's why I say Hellbox is for the people And it's about the people Like people who've Literally supported us <laughs> You feel me To even have this shit And have this platform Facts. So shout out to y'all Shout out to everybody Who support our shit For real I know we got
1: the PBS article in here I don't know yeah. we, didn't, we didn't put any notes I know I I, I fucked with it Shout out Penn um, At OG Penn Yeah Definitely did his thing With that one One of my favorite articles Um you always feel, always have like mixed reviews about shit like this. So I'm like, okay, why am I happy that somebody's writing about me? Is it some ego shit or is it like I'm happy that the work is getting recognized? Probably a combination of both. Because um, who doesn't like being acknowledged for shit that they do? But I feel more so like I'd be like happy when it's the podcast. When it's the breakfast program, I'm like, oh, I don't like being centered this way. You feel me? Because yeah. like it's not about us and what the fuck we doing. When yeah. it's about the podcast, I do feel juiced. I ain't gonna lie. Because it's like this is a form of art and creativity for us. Right. For the breakfast program I always feel a little weird Getting um, recognition For organizing Yeah it's like Nigga that's not What we do it for Yeah A lot like people say that But they don't always mean it But also it's, Then it's like okay Maybe this is getting Spread to the masses This could spark
0: some shit Somewhere spark else Somebody lives. else want to do Something bigger yeah. and better Than what the fuck We got go going on out. Like that's when I think Like this should be Hell of important And getting Getting more people Knowing about our shit You know I was talking To my nigga left about it He's like it's important That people know What you're doing because this isn't what's happening, you know, in terms of, like, politics, in terms of organizing across the country. You feel me? So, like, what do we, I think, spreading that politic is important. You feel me? Spreading yeah. what we're doing is important. You know, we've had people tapping. Like, I had people tapping. Like, hey, bro, I'm trying to do this in my city. Like, y'all considering, you feel me, expanding. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, just even more resources came our way. You feel me? Like, from that shit. You know? Yeah. Other people tapping. Like, oh, shit, I got this, you know, program I want to connect with y'all and and let's work together you know so like getting some of t- some of that visibility also is going to help us bring resources to the people who need it the most you feel me yeah so that's that's what but i, I mean, do Fuck with it yeah a, it leads to more
1: time. resources and also i think it shows people that like i hope it, i hope it man like motivates them but oh like if these niggas could do it i could for sure do it because yeah. i feel like i try to present in a way that's like nigga. i'm the most regular nigga ever like
0: we both try to act regular, know, regular ass <laughs> nigga
1: I drink the Patron <laughs> For me I fuck around Just like y'all fuck around I got my fears My doubts My worries All the shit So if I can make something shake You can for sure make something shake I yeah. think like that's like What I hope people be getting from From the um, From when people cover us And talk about us But you know like I, We talk about it all the time Like I don't want to be One of those niggas that just Monetizes the movement And pushes my own agenda And does shit that's not You know Actually centering the people That I want to center Like so many mm-hmm. activists And organizers do like it's all as soon as little niggas start getting a taste of fame, they start using it to push their own agenda and writing books and fucking talk shows and all this other shit that don't really got nothing to do with the motherfuckers they started this shit for yeah. or claims to they started it for.
0: And they forget about the shit that they were starting to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's trash. So I think it's good that we're both very aware of that shit. You feel me? To yeah, right I think away. you gotta know yourself. I, I think, think that shit was always
1: inside the niggas who do shit like that. That shit yeah. ain't never been inside I me. Mean, I've always been a motherfucker who just. Want to be a resource for my people? I could, yeah. nigga. Since, since I can remember, since I can yeah. consciously remember, I yeah. always just wanted to help motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, I know. I think it's sometimes I was even reflecting on it. I was like, damn, this shit kind of weird to be recognized for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like when. They it just started out of Like oh bro Let's just feed people But then you gotta think you know bro I mean? yeah,
1: If the niggas like Umar and all them Other niggas are like Spreading all that bullshit Like this for sure Needs some type of recognition Cause yeah. it's like We're trying to combat that That shit. bullshit Cause ass. Umar ain't missing No chance to go talk On anybody's talk he show He going go on any show He nigga. not missing no big deal He go deal. on Fox News Just to <laughs> You know what I'm saying You feel me <laughs> Like niggas ain't taking this, Missing no opportunity To to push the white supremacist Politic So we shouldn't miss No po- opportunity to push The revolutionary politic You feel yeah. me the radical politics we shouldn't bro we doing ourselves a dis- we doing the people a disservice if we do all in efforts of like not wanting to be censored I guess yeah
0: there's there's a healthy balance that's all I know there's a healthy balance there's a, a way yeah. for us to approach it to make it it's not about for like weaponizing that shit and acting like all you hanging around is you know <laughs> fucking celebrity with celebrity you become a celebrity activist and you're just around celebrities all the time you know what I mean like, and
1: never in the fucking field
0: that's trash so, never in the fucking field I'll be off the yeah. So that, that ain't us. <laughs> that for sure ain't us at all. But, you know, shout out to Pan. Shout out to PBS for fucking with us. If you haven't seen that article, uh, tap in with it. Um, you know, it's about us centering black homeless people and talks about the, the podcast a bit. So tap in with that article. Um, it's on our Instagram at Hell Black Pod. Tap in with that shit. Make sure you give it a read. It's called Stepping Up for Homeless Black People in Oakland. You feel me? Fuck that shit, hard. <laughs> shit funny though. You know, I tweeted that article out in, repo- uh, in my replies. Of course, trolls like, oh, what about white people? <laughs> oh, only black people? Well, well, we nigga. feed everyone on this First of all, we feed anybody who needs a plate. I don't, yeah. We, you know, we didn't care about. <laughs> but we actually center in black people because the majority of. Homeless and houseless people out there In the streets where we're feeding people Is black Yeah, You know what I'm saying We ain't
1: never been like Oh You white you can't get a plate You might buy you white You gotta get in the back of the line <laughs> But never Nigga You and white you only can't that's really eat. jokingly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, We ain't really gonna tell no yeah. that, like, You hear first You here first my yeah. nigga yeah. But it's like we ain't never telling no person That's black That's not black that they can't eat No I just don't understand like Why every time we center in black people It gotta be a fucking problem like it's just that's just t- that just shows you how white supremacy works. Like white supremacy means like the removal of black folks. Black radicalness means the inclusion of all people. Right. With the centering
0: of black people. But nigga, we want liberation for all. Come on, my nigga.
1: It should be it'd be wild, bro. Like <laughs> I just start laughing. I'm like, When Dead. you say, oh, this is for black people, people just think it automatically exclude like and if it did, nigga, y'all got everything else.
0: I mean you're housed. <laughs> <laughs> if like, it did, nigga, y'all got everything fuck? else. And we know that black house camps in Oakland. Don't get the same treatment as camps with non Black people in it. They come don't to get Berkeley, the same nigga. come to Berkeley right over between
1: between Stanford and Alcatraz, right off there by MLK, Bart. right where Adeline meets MLK. Kinda, you'll see the difference between predominantly white encampments versus the predominantly Black encampments. Nigga, it's a whole different nigga. For one, the niggas didn't support it. They like created little spaces for them. Mm-hmm. You don't see the police coming over there and making them niggas get the fuck up. It looks like a campsite, bro. Like they call like the the spaces they call the like the shit that's going on in Oakland, the black encampments—that's not no, that's not no fucking campsite, my nigga. That shit's like some slum shit, bro. The shit that's going on in, in Berkeley—that's a campsite, niggas. Mm-hmm. Got their little plot of land. There's porta potties, all type solar of shit, panels, bro. nigga. Come on, my nigga. If y'all want to, y'all can come see how the way this shit look in the Bay right now. Come look. I'm trying to tell y'all between Stanford and Alcatraz, where South Berkeley and North Berkeley at the at the border, you'll see a predominantly white encampment. And come see how that shit look. The shit is nice as fuck. It'll look better than some of my niggas' houses. The shit is, it's sick. Come over there and check it out and see. You'll see the difference, bro. Yeah. You'll see why we want to center black folks and what the fuck we talk about.
0: So, yeah. If you don't believe us, come see it. <laughs> Tap in for real. But yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why we want to center our people. You feel me? If we ain't centering our people, nobody gonna do it but us. You know. And if you think centering black people is excluding white people. That's because you're thinking like a white person. Y'all yeah, white people be excluded. all my you. niggas, man. <laughs> Exclusion, you feel me? That's what y'all practice. You feel me? That ain't us, you know? So if you're white and you need a plate, <laughs> you're going to get fed. If you brown you need a plate, you're going to get fed. If you're Asian you need a plate, you're going to get fed. That's just how we rock because we about the liberation of all people. But we center in black people, and we ain't afraid to say it. Period. <laughs> Shit, you want to get into this uh, Patreon exclusive, man? Yeah, it's good. You know, if you want to tap into this next part of the episode, Subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. You feel me? Tap in. You get extended episodes exclusive for Patreon. You know, it ain't just a donation. You're going to get exclusive content if you sign up. So tap into our patreon.com slash pie. Shout out to all the patrons, patrons. You feel me? Thank you yes. for rocking with us. So we're going to get into this right now, man.